Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO when you sign up. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tirabasi. It is early. It is 1030 in the morning. I was talking to Steven before the show, and he said he thinks this is the earliest show in CHGO history. So there you go. Congratulations, fellas. We did it. <laughs> All right, for- let's go back to bed. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll try not to put you back to sleep. But thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it. Make sure if you're on YouTube, you smash that like button and subscribe to the channel. Listening on your favorite podcast app, that's cool, too. Make sure you are subscribed or following there. And if you're feeling uh, generous, a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts would be a very, very welcomed and appreciated thing. Uh, not a ton of news today, so we're going to stretch our legs a little bit on this one. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, the All-Star game, probably more specifically the All-Star skills competition, which a lot of players, including several Blackhawks, have sort of um, said, eh, that probably wasn't the greatest thing in the world. That could probably be improved. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Mario found an interesting quote in Scott Power's piece about kind of the way the power structure would work in terms of drafting and developing and those sort of things and and who gets to make what call when. And uh, we're going to start the show with Patrick Kane. And I know you fellas uh, address this a little bit on Monday um, and we don't want to be repetitive, but I think it's, it's probably worth a little bit more attention. Um, You know, we should give it a little more attention than we did on Monday. So I'm going to play this audio for you. This is from Monday's 32 thoughts podcast with Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman, and, and they were talking about the Hawks and, you know, oh, yeah, it seems like soon we'll get word on whether or not they want to be traded, yada, yada, yada. Nothing really new or, or newsworthy in terms of, you know, when and if and where those guys will move. But Elliot Friedman dropped this really interesting nugget. Give it a listen here. I'm not sure about Kane again. I, I was talking to a couple people, just guys who played against him recently down here at the All-Star break. And, you know, they can see he's really gutting it out. He's not 100%. And, you know, a couple of them said they they really gave him credit for trying to play through it, whatever it is that's bothering him, although we all suspect it. But, you know, what this one player said to me is, you know, you can really tell that he's not Patrick King. Although, again, he really praised him for the effort that he was making to do it because he knows that the, the Blackhawks are probably counting on it. So there you go. Uh, not only are what Arthur Staple said, everybody knows he needs surgery. Now we have Elliot Friedman saying players who have played against Patrick Kane this year have recognized that he's not the same guy and that he's definitely uh, playing hurt. So obviously, since it's been the story for the probably the last year plus for us, what does this mean at the trade deadline for Patrick Kane? You know, as as more and more and more of these stories come out. And even though they're little, just little nuggets sprinkled here and there, they all seem to have a similar theme that Patrick Kane is not healthy. And if I'm a GM and I'm looking to shoot my shot at, you know, bringing a Stanley cup and I feel like I'm a piece away, I might be a little gun shy about that piece being Patrick Kane, especially if we're going to have to give up a first and a prospect and all the things it might take to get him. It's not really the safest bargain at this point. Yeah, I think that, so that was, Monday morning's edition of the podcast that day 
after practice is when Patrick Kane spoke to the media. And that was the first time that he was making mention of like, yeah, like my agent has told me uh, the teams that are interested in me and, you know, looking at other opportunities and some things could be intriguing. Ben Pope also asked him about, you know, the reports of your injury uh, of his injuries and, and how he feels and, and how, you know, he's managing it. And, you know, of course, Kane isn't going to come out and say like, yeah, my hip hurts all the time. Like, you know, he's he's not going to um, say anything along those lines. So he was just like, yeah, I mean, it's not something I even think about or concern, concern myself with. I just go out and play to the best of my abilities. And when you're on the ice, it's something you don't think about. So the kind of in the way that he answered it um, to me and, and, you know, we've heard Patrick Kane for years and years and years uh answering questions and and when you get to you know hear these guys and get to know their their uh tendencies and when when talking to the media for me there was a a bit of an extra bit of like knowingness in his answer i guess knowing like yeah i'm fine like you know without saying anything it it, to me it kind of sounded like yeah, well, I'm doing my best here. Like, kind of acknowledging, um, in a sense, that, yeah, okay, I, I, I'm not feeling great, but I'm, I'm here, I'm doing the best I can. And uh, that that's kind of the sense that I got from it. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, the same day you get these reports coming out that, yeah, he's injured, but yet we hear there's still multiple teams looking to trade for him. So, you know... It is, you know, you could take each of those for a grain of salt, whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Is he healthy? No, but we've known that for a couple of years that he's had this nagging injury. It didn't affect him that much last year. Obviously things can get worse and progress and, or degress in this, in this uh, case, but there are still teams that want him according to his agent. So, you know, maybe it takes down, Hey, just coming out right now. Jack Hughes, week to week with an upper body injury. Does that maybe force the Devils, who are a team that, hey, you connect the dots, that would have been a good fit for Mm -hmm. Patrick Kane. Does that all of a sudden make them go, hey, let's see if we can get him to waive that trade clause now. Um, So, yeah, it's obvious he's not 100%. The other thing that I, I, when I hear he's gutting it out, that tells me he wants to get traded to a contender because what are you gutting it out for otherwise? Are you gutting it out to finish in last place in the league and then hurt your your free agent value, perhaps? Or are you gutting it out to get to its contender and win another Stanley Cup? Well, to th- me, that tells me he's thinking of getting traded. Yeah, well, and Friedman said, too, you know, at the end of that comment, he he went into another thought there. So he sort of trailed it off and then began another thought. But he said he knows how important it is. He said Kane knows how important it is for the Hawks to have the ability to trade him and he wants to be available to trade. It almost sounded like that. It almost sounded like that's what he said. And I can, I, I can play it again. If we want to hear it again, um, I don't know if we need to, but you know, so I, I, I feel like Kane knows, look, you know, this, and it's, it feels like more recently, I'm a little more confident that something's going to happen with him um, in terms of a transaction. Um, I think he knows that the team kind of needs to move him if it's going to help push this rebuild forward. But here's, you know, the other thing too is, yes, there's probably a lot of teams interested, right? And they've reached out to Pepperson and said, hey, you know, would Patrick be interested in playing here? Yes, no. Okay, cool. Well, let's send some scouts out now, you know, a little more intensely than usual to really keep an eye on Patrick Kane and see how he's playing and see how he's skating and see how those things look. And just because there's initial interest and there's that like flirtation, if you want to call it that, between GM and agents, and then eventually Kyle Davidson, it doesn't necessarily mean that those teams are going to say, you know what, yeah, we're comfortable pulling the trigger on this because they could say, okay, you know, let's just say Dallas, right? So Dallas reaches out to Papperson. Papperson says, yes, Patrick Kane would like to play for Dallas. Great. Dallas sends their best scouts out to watch Patrick Kane for the next you know, three, four games, whatever it is, and he looks like a shadow of himself, those scouts are going to come back and say, he's still effective, but I don't know if we should, you know, break the bank 
to trade for this guy. I don't know if he should be our A1 target. You know, Timo Meyer's out there. Other guys are going to be available out there that we haven't even really thought of yet. Is a damaged Patrick Kane worth giving up the farm for for a cup run? Because if he's not 100% and he takes a hit and things get worse, then that whole thing's out the window and you gave up all of that for a guy. And again, that can happen with anybody. You could trade right. for prime Wayne Gretzky and he can get hit by a bus the next day. Like those things can happen, right? But I think it's a, it's a calculated risk. And I wonder as these teams come in and really start to focus on, okay, it's a reality. We can get Patrick Kane. Now let's start doing our due diligence. If they see a guy that looks hurt and looks broken, are they going to be gun shy about giving up, you know, what we're hoping and what the Hawks are hoping to get in return? Yeah, I think, I think that, that uh, idea that he is no longer that that teams are probably putting him lower on their priority list. I think that that's a that's a very real uh, scenario because look like there there was a, a point in this season earlier this season when you know trade trade targets and and everything started to come out. While we knew Jonathan Taze and, and Patrick Kane were going to be out there, they were at the top of most lists uh, when when you talk to you know people in the know. Um, for, for, for trade targets. And then as the season progressed, as, you know, Taze, you know, peaked and then started to kind of come down from his offensive uh, peak. And, you know, as Kane has gone on and hasn't really been, ha- has really kind of been a shell of his, of, of what we've expected from him. You've seen those names come down. So I, I think there's a very real chance that, you know, besides Bo Horvat and Timo Meyer, um, you know, those guys came, came to the top of, the, of, of teams lists. And now that Horvat's off the market, now teams are going to go all in on Timo Meyer, And there could be, uh, you know, one or two other players that in the next week or so, you know, become, become available, become more intriguing. And as this kind of stretch of time goes on, Patrick Kane could, could j- fall down to a third or a fourth option for teams. Um, and, and I think at that point, you know, the, the, the market will end up kind of, making itself available to Patrick Kane rather than, you know, him rather than him being like, Oh, I have five teams to choose from. It might be two or three um, depending on what those other teams do, because they're looking for targets and they, they don't, you know, some of them probably aren't going to wait around for him. If he's available and they, you know, miss out on two or three of their targets, then yeah, then they probably have to have a more serious discussion about, okay, we didn't get Horvat. We didn't get Timo Meyer. Now we have to think, okay, do we go for Patrick Kane? And and at that point, do you do you package the same kind of uh, trade deal that you might have given the Sharks for Meyer to get Kane? It's because it, because now it's like okay, well we might be able to get him for a bit cheaper now. So th- so all those moving parts are are definitely part of it. And I think what it takes to get Patrick Kane is still going to be a little bit high, um, but it's as far as what we you know initially thought. I think it's not not going to be close. Yeah, possibly. But as the market dries up a bit, that also could drive up, you know, that that's something for Davidson to come back and say, hey, you know, the Dallas Stars, they tried to get Bo Horvat, didn't get him. They tried to get Timo Meyer, didn't get him. Kyle Davidson knows that. And Kyle Davidson can say, hey, you missed out on everybody else. This is your last bite at the Big Apple here. It's either Patrick Kane for my price or you get nothing and you got to answer to your fan base. So. Right. Yeah, you know, there's so many little factors that can go in here, and you know, as as our as our OG diehard region Reb says, uh, I'll be glad when the, when trade happens. This never you and me both, yes. my friend. I cannot wait to stop talking about all this. Uh, <laughs> it's it's exhausting because yes. I want to react, like, not predict. <laughs> yes, it's this can happen and this can happen. A million different things can happen. Something we maybe never even thought of discussing could happen, and we're all going to be like, "Whoa, what the f was that?" Yeah. Like, you know. So, so many little factors can go in there, and there's so many smoke screens getting put out there by agents, by GMs, by scouts, you know, players. Um, you know, so there's just so many diversion tactics, trying to drive down prices, trying to drive up prices. It's all part of the game. We love this time of year. I love it when it's other teams' superstars that are more. It's more fun when we're trying to get those guys and trade them away just because it just – and listen, if we're exhausted with all this, you can't imagine you know, what Kane 
and to a degree Taves, uh, you know, it hasn't been as much around Taves this year with the trade stuff. Yeah, there obviously that's been one of the top line, but recently it's been the Patrick Kane talk ramping up. Jonathan Taves not being at practice for a few days has helped him avoid those questions too. So um, we'll see what happens. Um, and, uh, you know, there so many different factors and you know it's still patrick kane that's what i come down to yes i mean hopefully some of these teams had their scouts in the building the last three games because ever since patrick kane's been playing with jason dickinson he's looked a lot better he's looked he's had a guy that he can play with and then teams can go hey we got a jason dickinson type of guy he'd be perfect with patrick kane you know so we'll we'll let these next three weeks play out uh, we'll let the don't expect anything like we were going to see today and late last night with the NBA trade deadline. Two, two different, two different animals, species there. Um, you know, I, I saw on Twitter today a lot of people are already like, well, why can't the NHL be like the NBA trade deadline? For many, many, many reasons. Um, I, I wish it was. I wish it was too, but the like NBA, the draft has. Out of the four major sports, the, the NBA draft is probably the meaningless. It's not that it's yeah. the, the least meaningful. I mean, not meaningless. Yeah, but, I mean, it's obvious. Teams are trading draft picks for the next fifty years to get a guy. <laughs> I mean, when you only pick two players a year, and you only need twelve guys on your roster, and you can spend whatever the hell you want. Yes, you really, you really don't need drafts. You can just go make your fantasy team every year. Yeah, I'm I, I'm a casual NBA viewer. Um, mostly just watching the Bulls uh, when when I can, um, but like there are guys who I've never heard of either through right. through college basketball or through the NBA that have played for like eight years and they're making like forty million dollars and I'm like and they get traded for like four first round picks and I'm like who is this guy <laughs> yeah like <laughs> it's, for it, every it's, NBA trade that. <laughs> But it's but but that's I mean that's that goes to like you know the, the these players that can make so one make so much money and then two like four first round picks it's like yeah well it's a first round pick for a team that's probably going to be in the playoffs for the next four years and they're going to be picking twentieth twenty first you know into the thirties or whatever and those first round picks are like. Some of them never even play in the NBA. Well, even if or, you get it in the make, NBA, make a significant difference. Even if you get like a like the number six pick in a draft, you're like, eh. <laughs> no, right, you know yeah. I mean? it's like, eh, this guy maybe he'll come off the bench for a few years and and do something. It's just it's it is totally different. A couple yeah. comments I want to address here. Uh, Bill says some GM will pay the price Davidson sets to get Kane bank on it. Yeah, you can never underestimate the stupidity and the panic of an NHL GM. Um, and then German Hawks fan uh, replying to the Elliot Friedman report, he says, this report is speculation. Which player said that? When did they play against Kane? November. Uh, well, journalistically, he can't reveal who said that. That's protecting a source. Um, that's just journalism 101. So he's not going to say, I spoke to this guy, and he said Patrick Kane Seth, seemed hurt. Seth Jones told me right. that yeah. Patrick right, Kane yeah. is hurt. Yeah, that, that, that's not ever going to happen. That's, that, again, journalism 101. Uh, and he said that these comments were made to him at the All-Star game, at the All-Star break, like in Florida when everyone was down there talking yeah. to players. So that, that, he said he, he and too, he also said like this. He said these were players that played against him recently. Yeah. So think think about like the games leading up to the All-Star break and you can, you know, maybe get a handful of ideas. That loose lipped counter McDavid. Damn it. <laughs> Did you see where they asked him like what it was? Uh, it was P.K. Subban asking him like what nickname he wanted. And it was uh, it was McJesus, McNasty, or Mickey Mouse, and uh, McDavid's like, hey, I kind of like McJesus. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> all right, Region Red, how should we feel about that? that Think highly of yourself there. <laughs> yeah, like blasphemy one on one. I would not be comfortable saying that about myself. Like, oh yeah, just just call me Jesus. That's fine. I like that. <laughs> worked, for, worked for the Beatles, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it kind of worked for Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It worked <laughs> yeah. out well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. It was just it was funny. Uh, we're gonna get to the All Star game here in a little bit too, just because uh, it's it's. I think it's been on my mind more than anybody else's, but I just got to get it off my chest. And now we're hearing some players talk about it too. But after this break, uh, Mario found a nice little nugget this morning from Scott Powers that we're gonna get into. But yesterday, fellas, day off, just got back from vacation, had to go to the grocery store and stock up. 
and I went to Pete's, and I was just surrounded by Green Ridge Farm meats. They were everywhere. My Caminito ham, the oven-roasted chicken, the meat sticks were everywhere. It was like I had won the meat lottery, and uh, boy, I stocked up. I think I came away with like three pounds of deli meats and two packages of uh, of meat sticks. Uh, they're the best. Green Ridge Farm, they're your Chicago local meat and cheese company, and they offer you a better all-natural option. They are my go-to for deli meat now because it's all natural. And of course, they're famous meat sticks, which are perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. They're all natural. Hardwood smoke for eight hours and 16 grams of protein per stick. I have started to cut down the carbs because I want to live past 50. Uh, so I've been eating the meat sticks instead of the bread, and they are a nice filling treat. Had one after a nice long walk I took last night. Good stuff. They come in chicken, black forest beef, and flavors like jalapeno cheddar. That's what I got yesterday. And the spicy chili. If you haven't tried them, you should. They're amazing. You don't know what you're missing. They're made from recipes generations in the making. And again, being all natural, they deliver a fresh and flavorful alternative at snack time. You can find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, or in your local Chicagoland grocery store. And right now, when you order any three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com and include a pack of meat sticks in your cart, those meat sticks will be free simply by using code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. Uh, Jay, if you are looking for um, a a uh, alternative on sandwiches for you know cutting down carbs and stuff. Yeah. Um, I saw someone uh, make a sandwich. Uh, this was on Instagram. All right. Probably was on TikTok first, but then it was on Instagram. <laughs> uh, someone made a sandwich that was um, uh, bacon, uh, mac and cheese, and then um, I think it was like like burnt like beef burnt ends oh yeah and then the the bun were two slabs of uh <laughs> were two slabs of short ribs so. oh well that's i mean that's definitely going to make me live longer than than the yes, no, yeah. No so, carbs. yeah that no is carbs. a carb that is a perfectly carb-free option yeah that is that is the keto friendly sandwich of death right there. oh yes yes <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so if you're looking you know you can you can you know, make a, a meat sandwich out of your Green Ridge Farm meats and uh, use the meat as the bread. I have been taking uh, the Green Ridge Farm uh, meats and I've been wrapping them in cheese and making like meat and cheese roll ups. Oh, that's yeah. Been my go to. Yeah, those are good. Those yeah, are good. that's that's it's always a good alternative. Yep. Um, and if you know, if you're looking for a, a, a good, uh, you know, good way to burn some of those calories, uh, get yourself a set of shy town custom cornhole boards so you can get out there and play some cornhole burn some calories and uh just do yourself do yourself some some good things for your health shy town custom cornhole the number one cornhole provider for chicago land and illinois since 2007 they have their signature box design which of course can be digitally printed covered in vinyl and painted to your liking their cornhole boards come with built-in drink holders right there in the back of the boards so when you're playing you don't have to you know counterbalance yourself with drink in one hand cornhole bag in the other you can put the drink down and have perfect balance for those tosses uh they also have the uh, led lights around the hole so you can see it when it gets dark or when the, whenever it's you know overcast for the next uh three months you can see it in the uh the, the foggy haze as you play cornhole out there in the 40 degree chicagoland weather and of course on the boards, they have the handles on the exterior because you're going to need them to, to move these things around. They are handcrafted. They are sturdy, not that flimsy cardboard things you're going to buy at uh, uh, at the store. You know, get a get a cheapy set. Now, these things are legit. They are they got the handles for carrying because they are handcrafted, finely made. And of course, they have the scorekeepers in the back, too. So, you know, when you get in good use out of the drink holders you can keep score just by uh you know sli the little sliders in the back uh keep the mental math out of it i say veteran owned and operated which is great they can ship anywhere and also offer local pickups they specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing event uh social event they make great wedding gifts uh birthday gifts valentine's day is coming up if your significant other loves to play cornhole uh get them a set of the shy town custom cornhole boards, maybe with a picture of your faces together on the board with a little heart around it, something like that. I'm sure they could make something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, gifts for all occasions. Uh, 
So check them out, ChiTownCornhole.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram as well, at Chi-Town Custom Cornhole Boards, and you can see all of their great work and designs. And, uh, yeah, get yourself uh, some cornhole boards. Yeah, just a, We got a couple. Uh, the Hawks are trickling onto the ice at the Fifth Third Arena right now uh, from Tracy Myers. Uh, Patrick Kane and Seth Jones are back on the ice for practice after missing yesterday. No word on uh, if Jonathan Taves is participating or not. Uh, Luke Richardson yesterday said that there was a possibility he could return today, but nothing has come through the Twitters yet. All right, we'll keep an eye on it. If he doesn't play, if he doesn't practice today, is that four straight or five? That uh, he hasn't missed. He, he uh, practices or uh, or just yeah that'll be. He, I mean, he hasn't practiced since they've been back, right? So he hasn't skated in fifteen days. Even if he practices today, I don't doubt he plays tomorrow. That'd be five five days on the ice that he would have missed in a row. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bill it's, says this whole team tasting seems weird. I agree. Richardson did say yesterday he has the flu, and like we know. A stomach flu can just wreak havoc on you, especially someone like Taves who potentially takes longer to recover from something like that because of his, uh, you know, whatever the immune disorder, whatever. I can't think of the, the proper name for it, but uh, these things might take Chron- longer for him. So chronic immune response syndrome. Yeah. 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 And, and what? And yeah. And, and Richardson said, too, um, on multiple occasions this week, he said, you know, we, we were warned that flu season was going to be worse this year. Um, and just as a precaution, Taze has been kind of maybe extra kept away from the team because they already have gone through like, oh, you know, the X, you know, there was a stretch where like four or five players were out like each day, just kind of like alternating with, you know, flu symptoms, flu symptoms, bad shrimp, whatever you want to call it. So I don't think they want to risk running through that again and keeping Taze away. And yeah, it, it could just be hitting them really hard. Yeah, I'm not. Windy City Hockey says, could Taze be doing with what he dealt with in the 2021 season? I'm not ready to say that yet. I, I think it's, you know, I, for for now, it seems it tracks with the flu, right? Like if, if he's got the flu, it is not unheard of that he would miss this much time, especially mm-hmm. look, if they're in the playoff hunt and every point matters, then maybe he's he's trying to push himself a little bit. But why you just get healthy? Yeah. Don't get the team sick. You know, stay away, take today yeah. off, come and see how it goes in the morning skate and go from there. Yeah, feel feel as healthy as possible. No no reason to, you know. And no reason to come in and get the, the flu bug around the locker room, too. So, you know, right. nine guys are sick. So uh, yeah. if you're feeling sick, be like Jonathan Taves. Stay home. Mm-hmm. Keep your coworkers healthy. There you go. Just like Mario did. Thanks, Mario. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I was going to pass anything to you guys. That was just more or less trying to keep the office clean. Yeah. Yeah, we just want to get hit with any. Uh, well, never mind. Um, <laughs> all right. What did you see from Scott Powers this morning? Uh, yeah. So uh, Scott Powers put out a little uh, kind of a, I don't know what you call it, just like a thoughts, news and notes kind of. Um, there it is on your screen. Uh, news and notes, little thing on, on the athletic. Uh, one of the things that he talked about was, uh, the potential for the Blackhawks to, uh, be in line to select Matvey Mitchkov. Um, he says, I posed the question to CEH, uh, Blackhawks CEO Danny Wirtz earlier this week, whether the organization was willing to remain patient for multiple years, considering the, uh, considering the unknown development curve of prospects and the possibility of drafting someone like Matvey Mitchkov. Um, if you missed it on Monday, uh, Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner spoke to uh, the various Blackhawks media. Uh, Greg and I were there. We talked a little bit about it on, on, on Monday's show as well, um, talking about that the, that the team's not going to, you know, make any drastic roster decisions based off of, you know, trying to sell tickets or anything, that they're going to kind of stay to Kyle Davidson's development plan. Um, but what is interesting here from, from Powers, as he says, you know, potentially drafting Mitchkov, he says, from what I've heard, Kyle Davidson would probably need Wirtz to sign off on drafting Mitchkov. Wirtz did make it sound like the organization is behind whatever it takes to create sustainable success. Uh, and that was, again, said on uh, Monday in the um, meeting with uh, Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner. Um, look, like, 
I, I fully believe the Blackhawks, uh, you know, front office staff, ownership group um, are going to give Kyle Davidson the uh, leash he needs to see his plan um, come to fruition, you know, go through the, the rebuilding process and, and empower him to make the decisions he needs to make. Um, when it comes to Mitchkov, though, like, we've talked about it before. There's a potential that if, if the Blackhawks are at third or fourth in the draft and Mitchkov is, is, is an option, he's a guy that might not be in the NHL for at least three years, given his, his current contract status in the KHL. And that could be even longer uh, because, you know, as, as we've experienced before in the past with, um, with Russian prospects that, that play professionally in the KHL, sometimes they just don't come over. Um, if you missed it, Max Shalunov scored a goal this, uh, this past week, remember him. Um, so there's, there's a potential that, you know, that's a big roll of the dice and the Blackhawks, while they're going to be patient with what Kyle Davidson wants to do with development of young guys, patient to an extent. Um, if you have an option to draft a player at third, like Leo Carlson, who could come over to North America right away, whether it's with Rockford or Chicago, um, I think that might be a more viable option to say, yes, we're going to go along with development path, but we're also not going to handcuff ourselves and say, well, we're going to wait for three or four or five years for our top pick in this loaded draft to come over and, and play for the Blackhawks if he ever does. Yeah, this draft is way too important to, for me to take a risk. Um, we've talked about the potential of, you know, maybe the Hawks get one and then a bunch of, you know, a bunch of other firsts and then he falls to five, six, seven, and you trade up and get him as a second first round pick, um, which is, would be a wonderful, wonderful pipe dream. Um, but uh, you, I don't think that he can be the guy. It's just too far away and it might never happen. Like yeah. you have to get a guy who is going to contribute next year or the following in this draft. You have to, you absolutely one, have to one to two years away. Yeah. Is yeah. the max. You, you can't ask your fan base to go through an, an historically awful season and then say, well, you got to wait five years to see your reward for it. I mean, granted, you're going to get a lot more draft picks than just a top guy, but the, top, the first pick you'd make is going to be the marquee guy. And you can't say, Hey, five years from now maybe he's here right um and the best way to avoid even having to ask for permission is just get the number one damn pick and take counter regard <laughs> and then it's not an issue yeah it's right. not an issue right yeah a simple solution right there win the lottery damn it well I, I like that that they're letting they're letting davidson do his thing because i think from an ownership perspective it can get a little bit stressful when loss after loss starts piling up now the arena's been not full, but decent crowds, more than they've expected. Um, so it's not you know quite financially setting in for the Hawks just yet. Um, but if Kane and Taves go, and then you're looking at next year, and it's not Connor Bedard is that first pick, then I think you're going to see a fall in ticket sales a little bit, and you've got to hope that that Danny Wirtz remains patient and lets Davidson see this thing through. I think he will. Uh, Danny seems like will. a smart dude who understands that there's a plan here and there's a reason Kyle Davidson's a guy he hired because he apparently bought into the plan. Uh, and no one is straight. You know, all of us have been tempted to stray from it more than Davidson has. Like we all wanted Reichel to stay. We all want, you know what I mean? Um, he has not. He is just saying, nope, the goal here is to be as bad as possible. I think it was Scott Powers or maybe it was Mark Lazarus. One of the athletic guys specifically brought up that exact scenario uh, with, with Danny Wirtz the other day saying, hey, ticket sales are really good right now. It's better than you expected. But say next year when there is no Kane, there is no Taves. And the year after that, ticket sales start plummeting. Does that make you a little more itchy to start, you know, trying to get free agents? And Danny Wirtz said, we're not going to allow attendance to dictate how we build our roster, we're going to stick to the plan. Now, that's easy to say in year one when you're get, getting, you know, three, two, three, four, five thousand more a night than you probably expected or was your baseline or whatever. Mm -hmm. Let's see what happens if and when, you know, there's 9,000 people sitting there for a Hawks game. That might make you a little more itchy, but I don't think it's going to get down that way. I think no. 
I think Blackhawk fans, for the most part, are excited about this and are on board with it. That's why they're still going. Maybe it's to see Kane and Taves one last time. But I still we'll see after that March 2nd game, that next home game after that. We'll see how it is the remainder of the year. But I think Hawks fans are on board with this because, the because m- m- number one, Danny Wirtz, Jamie Faulkner, Kyle Davidson, they're being – honest and transparent with the fan base like this is what we're doing stick with us it will pay off and that goes a long way so i don't think we're going to ever see like the 2002 2000 you know three hawks where there's five thousand people there and you know you can hear people having conversations from the 300 level across the arena yeah i don't think we're going to get to that point i think you had 40 years of incompetence leading to that yeah, that was a that that was uh, a, a more of a like we're tired of this Bill Wirtz nickel and dime BS. Right, where that we're you know less than ten years removed from three Stanley Cups in six years, and this is an organization that is saying, "Hey, we want to get back there. You just got to give us a little time to do this the right way." Yeah, um, and and I think we're getting and they even mentioned it. There's a lot of first time. Ticket buyers this year. I think a lot of people, and we've noticed it in the crowds. Just you could tell there's a lot of it's a it's a younger crowd. Uh, there's a lot of you could tell. I always joke you could tell the first timers because they like to chant "Let's go Blackhawks" instead of "Let's go Hawks." You're like, oh, the newbies are here, <laughs> but that's great. Now, if those first time and and the Hawks said they've had a record number of new accounts buy tickets, first time ticket buyers. Let's see if those first-time ticket buyers become second-time, third-time, fourth-time ticket buyers, repeat customers. That's what you want. I think this is a good time. People want to get in on the ground floor of everything. You know, how many times do you go to see a band play Wrigley Field and you always sit behind the guy that says, I saw them when they played a bar and there were six people there. They were much better than people love the brag about <laughs> being there first. Yep. And this is Hawks fans' chance to do it. Yep, I'm usually that. I'm usually that guy. (laughs) It's all right. It's usually correct. Um, A little bit of breaking news: Jonathan Taves not on the ice for practice today, so that is his fifth consecutive day of missing practice. So uh, I don't know if that changes what we were just talking about with Jonathan Taves, but it's another day, and I would imagine he does not play tomorrow. That would no, no, yeah, no. There's there's no shot. So yeah, that I mean, it's. It's not great. You don't want to see a guy uh, be that sick, um, but I think it also, as much as I as much as I don't think it's a turnaround back to oh no he's 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 back in in, in the hole that he was in in twenty twenty one, it's it it gives you a little bit of itchiness knowing that he's gone through that. But I, I do think there is a potential that his, his body doesn't recover the way it used to. And it's, it, it could just extend out what, uh, you know, the common flu actually, actually does. So, you know, I, I, I hope he, I, I hope he's feeling better. Um, uh, I, I hope he's able to, you know, maybe, maybe tomorrow's morning skate, uh, he gets out there and, and skates a little, but just doesn't play in the, in the game. That would be good to see. But, um, yeah, it's, it sucks. It, you don't, you don't want to see a guy, even just on a personal level, be be sick and be like, oh, he's missed missed five days of work. Like, that's that's that's, that's nothing nothing small. So, no. well, I, I think no, the it's... fact that that Luke said it's the flu makes me feel better. If he had been kind of dancing around this a little bit, saying like, oh, you know, he's just dealing with something. We hope he's back soon. And, and if he kept it vague, I'd be a little more concerned. But he did flat out say flu. So. You know, hopefully yeah. that's. I don't think Luke has any reason to lie. Um, so hopefully that is just what it is. But yeah, anytime Taze misses time, it's a story because of what happened in 2021. And uh, mm-hmm. no one wants that for him. Like, whether you want him traded yesterday or you want him to be a hawk until the day he dies, whatever, nobody wants to see anything like that happen to him. But I think it's premature to worry about that or speculate about that, to be honest. So, right. Um, but let's just hope, you know. Uh, maybe takes tomorrow off. He's gonna miss. The, the tough part is he's gonna miss the takeover, and I know that's just killing him. Yeah, he's got to be really he, upset about that. I, I I would be if I was him. Well, if he's no longer contagious and he's not playing, he can come hang out with us. Yeah. Section three times. Right, you guys <laughs> ask him if he's gonna get traded. Stop asking yeah. us because we don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure, he'll be very smiley and cordial about all those questions too. <laughs> yeah, yesterday, I got a tweet from a guy. It was like. Hey, I've been out of the loop. What's going on with Kane and Taves? 
Like, <laughs> Sir, you realize I give you my hockey thoughts five days a week, right? Like, <laughs> they're, oh not, they're not hard to find. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, hey, we love, do- we love doing the job, so we're going to keep doing it. Um, <laughs> yes. Do you yeah. guys think uh, Taze gets traded? Uh, we haven't really talked about No, we've that. not really talked about that this year, have we? <laughs> I don't think we have. Cool. We'll save it. We'll never heard it. of him. Devin? Devin Taze from the Avalanche? Maybe. You never Maybe. know. Uh, hey, uh, this Sunday, the Hawks don't play. Um, and I'm sure Jonathan Taze will be staying away from the Buffalo Wings and the Shrimp Cocktails. But it is Super Bowl Sunday. Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57, has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's immediate, instant, right now. Like you deposit that money, there it is. Your 200 in bonus bets right away. Plus, all customers, new and old, can get in on Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 5 and 8 p.m. Central to see what prop bet will be boosted. I can't wait uh, for the Super Bowl. I'm really, this. It's it has the feeling of a game that could go either way. Uh, we talked about it a little bit yesterday. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I'm going with the Chiefs. I think I kind of want the Eagles to win, just like I watched the Philadelphia fans party, but I think I'm going Chiefs. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code CHGO. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yep, we were mentioning we got our takeover tomorrow night. That is going to be a ton of fun. Thanks to everybody who bought a ticket. We sold out our two rows of Section 310 pretty quickly. But if you still want to go, we invite you all to come out to the game tomorrow and hang out with us at the Goose Island Pub ahead of time. And you can go to game time to get your tickets for tomorrow night's Blackhawks game or any Blackhawks game, concert, show, anything you want to go to, Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site, and it makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to whatever you're looking for. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? The 50-yard line, courtside at, a, at an NBA game, behind home plate, Section 310 versus the Coyotes. I bet you there's some tickets there. That's a hot ticket right there. Mm-hmm. What's well, possible with the game time app, the biggest last minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy and you won't find a better deal this season on Blackhawks tickets. There are just, what did we say? Four, three games left? Four, I believe. Four games left yep. before the trade deadline at home. Three. So three, three right? Three. There uh, were f- it's less than, it's either four or three. <laughs> you have just March a handful 2nd. of games. I thought it was five on, I thought Monday was the fifth. Yeah, so I think there's four left. There's, I believe there's whatever it is. There's only a couple only of t- a chances left. Four, pop, four, yeah, four more. Four left. There's only four games left to see Sam Lafferty in a Chicago Blackhawks uniform. So go <laughs> out and get those tickets right now. Way to move at right. game time. <laughs> one of one of those home games is against Toronto. So hey, Lafferty just, and Lafferty and McCabe could be making their return on yeah, that. Yeah, get ready for that <laughs> Sam Lafferty video tribute during the first TV timeout. The yes. revenge game. Oh, I'm going to bring my tissues. I'm going to be crying a storm in the press box when that happens. So emotional. Anyway, game time. They guarantee the lowest price. If you find a better price on Blackhawks tickets on one of those imitation websites like Game Time, no one, they'll match it. If you love CHGO, you wouldn't be watching or listening right now. If you didn't, then you'll love Game Time. And the best way to support us at CHGO, your friendly Blackhawk friends, is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. So if you're watching on YouTube, scroll down, stop at that giant white thumb that's pointing up and smash that for us, please. And then you'll see the link to buy your Blackhawk tickets there. Same if you're listening on any Apple podcast, Spotify, wherever you're listening, give us that five-star review, then click on the link in the Game Time app and join over 15 million people who've used Game Time and score the best seats to all your favorite events. All right, we got a $2 super chat from Brandon who wants our Super Bowl picks. No. <laughs> No, I'll nah. give him, I'm going to say nah, yeah, Chiefs yeah. 35-31. That's my pick. Ooh, high scoring. Yeah, high scoring game. Um, look, I, 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 the Philadelphia Eagles fan base is insufferable. But so is Patrick Mahomes' uh, girlfriend and 
uh, brother. <laughs> so if they could end in a tie, it'd be great. But, <laughs> they both lose. But it but it can't. Where's um, Bane when you need him? <laughs> I would love to see uh, just an absolute shootout between Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And I'm going to say 33-31 Chiefs and Harrison Butker kicks the game-winning field goal as time expires. Son of Dick Butker. Yes, I believe so. <laughs> Checks out. Uh, I am going to... Uh... Is he still their kicker? Yeah. Okay. Sure, <laughs> why not? <laughs> I'm trying. I'm a, that's the last one I remember. Being yeah, the kickers, kicker. kickers don't drive the star power like they used to. Um, uh. I really don't have a horse in this race. I just want a fun game. Uh, but to be honest with you, I would like uh, a Chiefs uh, t- 37 to 32 victory because I have 7 2 as my final score <laughs> in my square pool. That's what go. I'm rooting for. I'm cheering for my squares to win. There you go. Uh, overall, if I had to be honest and like pick a winner based on who I uh, think is going to win, uh, I think the Eagles. Uh, are going to win. I, I just, I don't know. I, I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I like he's, he's, they got a high powered offense. They can run the football. He's got two right wide receivers that can go up and get the ball. And they got a really good defense. Uh, might be the best defense the Chiefs have faced this postseason so far. So I, for my honest pick, I will say Eagles 34, Chiefs 31. Good game. All right. There you have it. <laughs> So Greg's got two 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 picks and two score predictions. He's gonna get one of one of them right. Hey, <laughs> love it. I'm, one one's with my heart, the other is with my head. Well, which there one's on DraftKings? That's the question. All of them. All my remaining DraftKings money is going into the hedging game. himself. Oddly enough, I broke even. It's weird. Yeah, weird. Uh, yeah. I started a day with $39 in my account. I ended my day with $39 in my account. Weird. All right, we'll use that code CHGO when you sign up at DraftKings Sportsbook. Download that app. It's really, really good stuff. All right, before we... Uh, I do want to we... say one one thing about yeah. the, the the home games coming up. Uh, besides tomorrow's game against Arizona, the three remaining home games could all potentially be, hey, former Blackhawk is back because it's Toronto, Vegas, and Dallas. Yeah. Could be. be fun. Could be very interesting. Could you imagine the Hawks trade Kane to Dallas and his first game with Dallas is against the Hawks? Yeah, yeah trade just, for him on just, March. Trade for him on March second. He just yeah, go to the other locker room. Yeah, just just walk over to the other <laughs> locker room. Take that, your take take your stall in, sign with you. That's happened in baseball a couple times where guys yeah, they get like traded yeah. across the hall. Get, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. I like when that happens. The, the Hawk, the Hawks should totally troll us, and on that that morning skate of the second, have Patrick Kane get out there, and then have like Luke Richardson come over to him and say something, and have him leave like ten minutes early, so just everybody goes crazy. They should, they should, yeah, that would be fun. I'm sure for all of us. And then Kane will come back out ten minutes later. In yeah, a stars in a green jersey. in a gr- in a green jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! Oh my god, I just want it over. All right, uh, yes. before we wrap up, um, saw Seth Jones talk about this. I. I got home from vacation, fellas, and I was very excited to turn on the uh, all-star festivities. I watched the skills competition. I watched the game. And boy, oh, boy, did I fall asleep quickly. And, um, again, listening to uh, to 32 Thoughts from Monday, um, you're hearing a lot of players just kind of pan the thing, saying it was too long. It was boring. uh, There's too much downtime. Actually, Stephen, we've got some audio from Seth Jones. Uh, This is courtesy of Phil Thompson's Twitter. Here's what Seth Jones had to say about the all-star game i i'm not sure the details behind you know the espn and nhl but, but i think they had probably had a three-hour time slot for tv i'm guessing that's what happened yeah. you know there was two white sands that kind of unnecessary we're not really chewing up the ice out there um and it was just very dragged out i think you know i feel bad for even the fastest skater some of those guys they had to do the lap and wait an hour and a half and then Get cold again, and then do another lap of the final. Like, yeah, I think they can just tighten it up a bit. I- He's not wrong. No, it, it, here's the thing: as I watched this thing, and I saw, you know, okay, here comes uh, the Kachucks and their beach gear, and everything's like a skit. It, it has lost the essence of hockey. It yeah. really has. Like it, it has. Like okay, I know, and it's a good thing that they're trying to show the very limited personalities of these guys. And PK Subban was doing his best 
to get these guys to open up and show a little bit of personality. And that was the idea behind the skit. But no one's going to watch. Like, there's Brady Kachuk and, and Sasha Barkov on the ice while Matthew does a penalty shot that R- Roberto Luongo stops with a pool noodle. Like, that's not what people want to see at an all-star game is spectacular plays by spectacular players, right? Mm-hmm. Massive dunks in an NBA game. The Pro Bowl switched to flag football this year, and it seems to have been a pretty good thing because guys aren't going to go out there and lay each other out in an all-star game. And I'm not asking the same for the NHL, but I think very simply what the league needs to do here is just get back to the basics and fastest shot, fastest skater, uh, you know, accuracy, breakaway challenge, Stop trying to gimmick everything. I like the the goalie tandem thing. That was kind of cool. That was creative. And if you want to do something like special to each city, like they did where they got to hit the surfboards, then the dunk tank, that was fun. That was cool. It was entertaining. But the entire night felt like a giant gimmick, and the players were not into it. They were bored out of their minds. They would have been. They would have rather been anywhere else. Yeah. And I want to say before I continue, and we continue. The players need to be told, look, I know this isn't the greatest thing in the world. I know you probably don't want to be here right now, but as an employee of the NHL, you need to put on a smiley face and a fun face for this weekend. We are showcasing this league to people. They can't tune in their TV and have players skating around like they just left the funeral. That's what they looked like. The player introductions for the all-star game, guys were skating around like their dogs had died. It's like you have just achieved the pinnacle of the sport you're in as an individual. You are an NHL all-star. You worked your entire life to get here, and now you're here. Crack an effing smile. You know, like the league, I'm sorry. I know it's like whatever you want to say, workers' rights, all that stuff, and it's all valid, but you're at the NHL all-star game. You're not out there with a jackhammer. You're not laying bricks like Greg Braggs. You're out there playing an exhibition hockey game. Have some fun with it, enjoy it, and put the game over. That, that bugged me the most. They they can't <clears throat> incentivize these guys monetarily because it doesn't matter to them. Right. You can't say, "Oh, the the winner of the accuracy competition gets twenty five thousand dollars," and it's just like, "Okay, cool, that's a game check for Connor McDavid, or probably less than that." Um, but if you incentivize them monetarily for charity and they go out and, and dog it, then the charity can be like, Hey, jackass, could you skate a little bit harder? That'd be nice. If you, if you care about St. Jude's hospital or something like that, you know? So that I think could be a a thing to, to give guys a little bit more juice to, to maybe care a little bit more, try a little bit more. Um, but probably also knowing that they were just going to be sitting in the arena for three hours as this thing went on, probably wasn't the most uh, fun th- assignment uh, given over All Star Weekend. I, I I I agree, Jay. I would I would cut it down to just the basics. Do do the fastest skater. Do the accuracy. Do the hardest shot. Um, the I, I would get rid of the breakaway challenge because it has become just oh who can put on a costume like uh, who who cares like I want to see I want to see the guys like you know like uh, Pavel Barber or whatever like put him in a, in a breakaway relay and let him do all his spinny stuff. At least that's kind of cool to watch. I don't care about, you know, uh, Alex Brinkett dry, uh, dressing up like the hangover, like cool. That movie was 10 years ago. Um, but I would get rid of, I would get rid of that and put in the, uh, the, 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 the save streak that, that they do for the, for the goalie, something for the goalies where, you know, all the guys can do all their shootout moves, but it's more about the goalies trying to, you know, make saves and stuff. Um, and then I would do like a relay of like skills. So, you know, a guy, someone's got a puck handle through those, uh, those little like electronic lights or whatever, where it's like a, you know, the, the training, training stuff, you got to skate between that and then, you know, throw a soft pass halfway across the ice. Then the next guy does, you know, you got, I got to try and, you know, shoot it, uh, cross the ice into a couple buckets. And then the next person, you know, whatever, something like that, where you, you show a specific skill, to to a specific player like you know if Patrick Kane was an all-star he goes he has to go through the, the cones or whatever something that they are they that those all-stars would be known for to kind of show off that skill um and then yeah condense it in and out 90 minutes let's go it, Seth, Seth said that they they uh you know resurface the ice twice why what yeah. are they doing they're, they're not doing anything I guess the, yeah. the reasoning would be for the fastest skater 
they want to have sure. some advice for it, but like, okay, then just do that first. Right. Well, and the other, the other, the other change I would make too is you, 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 you run through a competition in one shot. You don't do first round of accuracy and then first round of hardest shot, then the fastest skater. And then you go back to, then here's our pre-recorded segment. Now we go back to accuracy. Like you, you do, you know, you do the hard, you do the hardest shot. You do the fastest skater, everybody in and out winner, move on. It just, it just, there's no reason to drag it out other than let's just cram all the commercials we can into this thing. It, it makes yeah. it unwatchable. Well, and yeah. part of it too, real, just real quick, Greg, is that those, you we notice how empty the arena was when the skills competition began. Most of those seats in the 100 level are given to corporate sponsors, right? Like, right. oh, you know, Honda, whatever. Here's 100 tickets for your employees. They don't want to be there. They want to be at the bar drinking or they want to be at like some after party or whatever fine if you can't fill the seats give seats to people that want to be there right like honda should give them away instead of just having a bunch of empty seats there because then that saps the energy from the building which saps the energy from the players which makes the broadcast awkward and on and on and on instead of kowtowing to your corporate sponsors and putting them in a 100 level fill the suites with them and then put fans in the 100 level and start giving out tickets so you have a full arena it's like at the stadium series. I did a broadcast when the Hawks and Penguins played at Soldier Field. Uh, me and Matt Abadicola for the score did a pregame show there. NHL reps were walking around Soldier Field with stacks like this of tickets saying, do you want to go to the game? How many did you need? Boom, 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 boom. Here's four tickets. You want to go? Here you go. Boom, boom, boom. Anyone who wanted tickets, they were just handed tickets because they wanted the building to be full. Instead of having an empty lower bowl in a non-hockey market, not interested in what's happening, get a crowd there that's going to be enthused. Like it's just, it, it's it's like a whole chicken or egg thing, but the whole thing lacked energy. It's time to bring back the draft. It's time to bring back five on five, east versus west. Call it a day. Yeah, fill 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 the low bowl with kids. Sure. Bus sure. bus in a bunch of kids from schools. Perfect attendance. Read the most books. Whatever. Because you know who loves this stuff? Kids. You'd have. 10,000 screaming kids in the building would have some energy to it. Um, for the skills competition, I want to see skills in skills competitions. I don't want to see dudes dress up as their favorite character from the movie they used to watch on the bus in juniors. I don't give a shit. I don't care about your cool costume and your fun. I don't care about Alex Ovechkin's kid. I don't give a rat's ass about any of that stuff. Give me some actual skills and give it to me in an hour and a half. Like you used to do it. You used to love the skills competition before the all-star game. Back in the day, it was boom, boom, boom. I think they even had like an old timers game before the skills competition. Bring that back or do a prospects game. Do rookies versus second year players in a, in a fun little like, you know, 30 minute game. That's what I would do. It's just too long. Three hours is too long for anything. Half the stuff isn't even happening in the arena. Like these guys have to sit out there in their uniform for three hours and pretend they're having fun. I mean, it's not it's not fun. And as far as the guys, as you mentioned, their attitudes look like you want to be there. That might actually be a little bit blowback of the, uh, you know, that could be a little blowback from the, okay, well, you're going to suspend me if I don't want to come. So I'm going to act like, you know, a putz while I'm here because you're making me be here in South beach, Florida for a weekend in February. So if guys don't want to be there, don't make them be there. Bring in guys that haven't been there and would love to be a part of it. And you have a little more enthusiasm. I agree. Get rid of the three on, get rid of the three on three tournament crap. It's it's, it was fun, but it's just, it's unwatchable. And now here you have an all-star game where Connor McDavid was only involved in a third of it. Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, only involved in a third of it. How can you have your best player in the world be involved in one third of your all-star game? So go back to the full five on five, just two teams where Connor McDavid plays is out there for two and a half hours instead of 20 minutes. Yeah. If you want to market your top stars, you have to make them visible. It's very easy too. you make your the, t- the two leading scores in the league are your captains and they have a draft. And yeah, yeah. I know someone's going to have hurt feelings and being the last player picked. So what? It's funny. Ooh-hoo. Have fun with it. Go score five goals and laugh in everybody's face. Phil Kessel did fine after that happened for him. What do you want? Yeah. A, pair, a pair of cups after that, right? Yeah, he 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 did okay. Yeah. I think he yeah. I think he recovered he from recovered. it. He's all right. Look, give get you know, we talk about trying to trying to get some personality out of out of these players. Like the 
the the years they did the draft were hilarious. Yes, if and they my, were all if hammered. my young memory serves they serves were all me correct, drunk. it was great. <laughs> yes, give 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 the players a a live microphone and give them some some uh you know p- make sure the beverage cart is going around a, a plenty and let them rib on each other for an hour and pick you know picking teams it's 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 entertainment that is that is going to give them the opportunity to get a little bit more personality out when they're you know shooting this shit with their with their peers uh in a in a fun you know made for tv environment than to say okay uh, you're gonna go out there and you're gonna do a, you know, do a shootout attempt, but you know, make it a little fun. Like, all right, like it's it's not the same. Yeah, make uh, do the draft, and then what do what do people love based on? Just look at the ratings of our shows. People love draft talk. People love <laughs> trades. So bring back the draft, and then allow each team to make like three in-game trades. Like at, at each intermission, <laughs> yeah, why not? At, at, like at each intermission, wonderful. two guys swap uniform, or even like in the middle of a of a play, like say you know Patrick Kane's going on a breakaway. Say nope, we're trading for him, so he's got to get the other jersey on. A Live timeouts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, make it fun. That that's that. Like trade, have your guys, you know, your your team captains be allowed to trade for guys, or, or trade draft picks. Be like, you know, I'll I'll, I'll trade you. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll trade you David Pasternak if you let me have the next three picks. Stuff like that. Yeah, People love fantasy sports. Make it feel like a fantasy hockey game. Yep. Uh, and just re- I, go ahead, Mario. I, I, wa- I watched minimal um, of the actual All Star game, so I may have missed it. Do they have some of the players mic'd during that game? They do, but they don't. They, do. sh- they don't have it live. They they'll show you like coming out of break. They'll give you like. You know, thirty seconds of let's the, go, boys. The best clips. Boys. Yeah, so boys. What, what they need, what they need to do is is hook up one of those guys to the to the broadcast, like they do in in the MLB All Star Game. Like, be, you know, to to have a guy think about having someone like uh, a goalie. Yeah, or a goalie, sure. Mm-hmm. You know, think, Not think Alex about Alex ha- He'll get them fined by the FCC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was gonna say, think about having like a guy like like you know, if, if Brad Marchand is in the All Star Game, think about having him mic'd up to to the play to the play-by-play broadcast when he's out on on the ice or something like that answering questions you know like i think something like that could make it fun they're already half-assing it like they can talk for 30 seconds while they're on the ice i don't know that'd be fun or how about like uh how about i just think thinking like just you know throwing things at the wall what about there's like a there's a draft but there's also like four veterans like gretzky messier whoever else like wants to be there and they can get drafted. Yeah. Like you got to pick one of those guys, like by the third round yeah. or something. Make that it, make be, it like, make it like your ultimate hockey team on NHL. There's your corporate. Have EA Sports sponsor the the All Star Weekend, the draft, and you can have you know your hut team come to life, and you can add in random weirdness. You want to add a guy from the AHL just because? Go for it. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Like it, it does. The, it's meaningless. The game is meaningless. So let's have fun with it. Nobody yeah. seemed like they were having well, it, any fun. And by if the way, get... throughout all sports, the favorite all-star memories are always from the skills. The only exception would be Sean Taylor almost killing a punter or a kicker. That would be like the only <laughs> the only but everything that people remember about All-Star Weekend, how about Owen Nolan pointing? Was it Dominic Hoshik pointing and calling his shot and scoring it on a breakaway? Uh, there's Eli Afradi and his massive slap shots, the mullet flying in the wind. Like that's the stuff people remember. It's not like the games themselves are just they're showcases, right? Mm-hmm. Let's watch these great players play with each other. They're not going to hit. They're not going to try super hard. We're going to see a spectacular goal here or there. Great. It's the skill stuff, and the skills has yeah. lost its way. It's all become. And gimmick. during the, th- the during the three on three game, nobody wanted to shoot. Everybody was passing. Yes. Like it was like, it was like hey guys, can, can can we shoot? Like it was like there was forty two Max Domies out there. Nobody wanted to shoot the puck. <laughs> yes. Well, I I think what would what would also be great is like you know it's it's already a gimmick game. Throw gimmicks in there, you know. Just be like, hey, uh, you know, if if after a, a stoppage in play or something, throw a or throw an orange or green puck out there and be like, hey, this one gives you two goals and takes one goal away from your from. From the other other team, they do that, and they do that in NHL. There's a mode in NHL. I think it's called. I don't play very often, but it's like Hut Rush, where okay, the next goal is worth minus two for your opponent, 
So right, if you yeah. score, they lose two goals. That's how it becomes exciting and fun. Yeah. Because there's 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 actual like stakes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of like, oh, we're Mich- Michigan goals are worth two points or yeah. something like that. Like, shots make from it fun. Shots sure. from the point are, or redirects are worth two. You know, there's yeah. there's so many ways. It just they just need creativity. Well, maybe like, it's in Toronto next year, and Toronto is the epicenter of the hockey world. So maybe they'll reinvent it for Toronto because they know that hey, the Toronto fans they'll you be know, there. are hardcore hockey fans, yeah. and they're not gonna they don't want to sit there for three hours of nonsense, and you don't have a beach to go golfing on. So you know, uh, maybe next year they they really up their game. Or they go back to the just the throwback and the the orange and black jerseys, oh, the, yes. the, the the normal skills competition and a five on five, you know, Wales Conference versus <laughs> Campbell Conference game. But even name it that. Put the teams back in those brackets. Make it weird. Make it fun. Do something different. Yep. All right. And it is awesome. Matthews's last uh, opportunity to be an all star in Toronto. So. Yeah. Before right. he before, a hawk. before he becomes uh, Blackhawk. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, everybody, for bearing with us. Thanks for getting up early with us. We appreciate it. We want to remind everybody that we are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. We will see you tomorrow night at the takeover for Hawks and Coyotes. Then we'll have your full post-game show. Probably a little bit delayed uh, as we make our way back to the studios. It's not far, but probably look for maybe a half hour after the final horn sounds. And we'll be back, but we'll talk to you uh, either at the United Center or here on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Thanks for being here. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you tomorrow.